Welcome aboard the Ark. You're listening to The 100 Podcast, a show about CW sci-fi series, The 100. I'm Dan, you are Mountain Man, and today I'm joined by my favorite grounder, Olga. Hey everybody, today we'll be discussing Season 3, Episode 11, entitled Nevermore. Nevermore. Spoilers. Actually, not Nevermore spoilers, lots of spoilers. We're not having any spoilers anymore. We're just going to do a podcast where we just talk about what happened without saying any spoilers. (laughs) Everybody will love this podcast. That sounds like a challenge. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So I uh, I think that we probably have more of a differing opinion on this episode, just based on the hints that you've given me than than usual. I thought this was a really great episode. Um, it was almost it was like the closest they can come to having a bottle episode. I felt like it was mm-hmm. so so situated in the Nyla, whatever you call that place. Hut. Yeah. <laughs> um, or market or. Wow, Shop, trade, trade, trading post, trading, trading post. There you yeah, go. Yeah. yeah, I was so focused on that. Um, some really great character stuff. I thought lots of just really strong things of them of with Raven attacking. You know, the core of who these people are. Getting lots of great um, continuity from even season one and thrown in there. Mm-hmm. Lindsay, I did think phenomenal work as oh, Raven Alley, whatever you want to call her. Chilling. Yeah. Brilliant performance. So, so good. Um, I had a few issues. Uh, I think that some of the stuff... They're, they're just plot holy ish Or at least, like, a little bit too... Like, some of the plot holes that I have, I bet people have answers to. Specifically hmm. in, like, the Hannah area. And, like, and some, yeah. and some of the rules with Allie, I feel yeah. like, are plot holy And I feel like people probably have answers to my holes. But I still feel like they... There's too much left... For you to figure out as the viewer and not enough explained by the show. I agree. I agree. Um, I think that's part of why. For me, you're saying I didn't dislike that. I really liked the okay. episode. That's I really... not the impression I've been getting. Okay. No, okay. no, no. I I really liked the episode. The pacing was a weird mix of feeling very fast and very slow at the same time. Hmm. I don't know. I thought it felt breakneck the entire time, personally. But... I Well, I think that's the thing where, like... I'm not saying that like it's a bad thing because they yeah. got a lot in in this episode and they, um, a lot of it was very, because it was so relationship focused, yeah. like people's relationships to each other. Yeah. That's where the pace, where it felt like really well timed in that people got those interactions yeah. in and it felt personal and it felt like we were witnessing, like we were kind of eavesdropping on people's personal lives Yeah, in, in a way, which we don't. Really get like I don't get that feeling yeah. when I'm watching this, and yes, it's well, interesting. You got an well, interesting look on yeah. Your face. Well, so the, actually, you saying this, I think that you're right. I, I think that I, I think I'm wrong in saying that it's a breakneck pace. It was actually definitely one of the slower character based, like you know, we're having drawn drawn out scenes mm-hmm. sort of things. It was just that it wasn't the pace was fast. It was that the tension was constantly high yes and yet we were getting so i actually to me that's a great thing that we were able to get this character driven episode where not that much actually happened even though i mean the hannah thing and the raven thing but it still felt constantly like you were on egg exactly even though there wasn't a ton of action exactly so there Um, i think that that's actually very skillful yeah the thing is i don't know if i was really expecting this episode not saying that they didn't need it yeah and i'm glad it happened but I've gotten so used to a different type of show, a different yeah. type of pacing, that for me, it just broke the pattern so 
much that it was jarring. And that's why I haven't fully reconciled it or really, like, figured out my feelings. So I'm going to be... What what you guys hear is going to be me figuring this out as I go along. I I don't know. Also, I just watched it yesterday, and usually you have, like, a couple days to process. I've only had, like, a day to process it. I I think it's so. This is gonna be an interesting podcast because I also I think this is potentially my longest notes ever because there were so many like lo- like specific lines that I was like I need to just literally write this line down. Yes, because the the things that were being said were so important and big, and you know it, it felt like they were just. You know, I, I just felt like I need to write a lot of things down. So yeah. we're going to go really, in a lot of ways, point by point through this. Yes. Um, and I think that that makes sense. Yeah. It really does for this episode. We have pretty much a single thread. Yeah. And so I'll say, yeah, I, I it is an episode that I look back and I'm, I have, like, almost this entire season. I, I kind of feel the same way I feel, well, this episode that I feel about the entire season where it's like, there's so much that I really, really, really love, but there's also just like always things that are in the way of me fully just letting go and fully loving it Mm -hmm. because in addition to um potential little plot holy type things there are issues as far as i don't know how i feel about there's like an apprehension about where things are going and and like especially the way the way it ends with everybody like united against a big bad type enemy and we're gonna take them down Mm -hmm. as like well, like, in some ways, that's awesome, and it's really great that we have everybody coming back together, and we're fighting a common enemy. Mm-hmm. And in other ways, I'm like, huh, you're kind of, you had all these really complex things going on, and now you're always teaming up against someone who seems like absolute evil, and... That's not really what the show's yeah, I don't, spirit is. Yeah, and I don't know how I feel, especially, like... I don't, like, I don't personally get super excited having an episode end with Allie saying we have to kill them all. I'm like, that's just expected. It's so, it's yeah. so, like, blatantly evil. Yeah. Like, it's like, the murder of our heroes yeah. <laughs> is just like, oh, they want to murder the people we like. Well, we don't like that. There's no complexity there, yeah. you know? And and I felt very torn about, and we'll get obviously into more detail, I felt very torn about what happened with Raven this episode. Because as much as it was, I'm very happy to have Raven back Mm -hmm. by the end of the episode, which I did not think we were going to get that quickly. Mm -hmm. I'm very happy, and I feel like she's going to become more badass and be season one Raven more going forward, potentially. Mm -hmm. I do feel like the potential allegories that we talked about and that other people have talked about that have been building seem kind of derailed. Yes, thank Um, you. I could not put my finger on what what, what was really... Under the surface? Not under the surface, but, like, where there was that disconnect with Raven. Yeah. Like, we were talking about how she's going to break through, save herself. It's going to be, like, this kind of powerful thing. Yeah. And I'm not saying that won't happen. Like, she still has a lot of her pain to overcome. Yeah. And truly get, like, learn to live with it. Yeah. And lead a successful life alongside her past trauma and not trying to run away from it. Yeah. And... You know, so there's still the opportunity of us getting that Raven, which I would call season one Raven as well. Like, she had, you know, parts of her life were shitty season, you know, prior to season one, in season one, too. But she got through it. She did so much. She's still so powerful and strong and driven. And she's been overwhelmed by her pain. And it makes sense. Like, it's a lot of bad stuff has happened to her. Yeah. But with last week, 
we made a lot of predictions about like how she's going to get through it mm. in terms of defeating Allie or, or maybe, maybe not us, but like yeah. my own perspective was kind of like, she will do it. Yes. With the help of her friends, yeah. like they will give her the tools, but at the end of the day it will be her. Yeah. And that's not really what happened this episode. It's not an yeah. end all be all. Like it's not the Raven. This, I'm not saying that's it for Raven's yeah. arc in terms mm. of her pain. I don't think it is, but it's yeah. just like, that's kind of what they set up, yeah. and then it got, went back. Rather on that. than her getting herself out of it, it was much more of like this was like an exorcism episode yes. where she had a demon in her, and they excised the demon, and now she's able to help fight back. And the thing is, in the end, I think that she is going to be now that she's back, mm-hmm. she is going to be pivotal in overcoming that, and that is going to be significant. Yes, but. I mean, I think part of it, honestly, is that I'm not sure that the allegories that we talked about last week, as far as how we read a lot of last week as she's going through, she has depression, she has pain, she gets overwhelmed by all the pain coming at her, she wants a release, and then... She might she, have an addiction yeah. of her own, like that then, kind of and allegory. And then we, then we see, even though, yes, it's not literally her, we see the character have their wrist slit, that there is this suicide message and how she can come, like, it's, it's a failed attempt and she can come out of this darkness. I don't, I mean, I don't, I feel like that was a valid reading, personally, but I don't know that we were right about it. I don't know if that was intentional anymore. That's and... that's exactly it. Like, I got so... Brought, like, it made it... So, what what we saw last week, that reading of it made it so worth what happened on screen. Yeah. And it felt way more like the hundred. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it felt way more powerful than just having it be like for me, than reading it as, no, 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 that was Allie kind of doing, like, attempted murder, which mm. technically that's what was happening on the screen. Yeah, we knew it, like, that literally, See, that's that was literal, obvious. That was the literal yeah. reading, but, like, yeah. after this episode, with it being exorcism-like, yeah. that just kind of derailed it a little bit for me, and yeah. that's why I was just kind of, in a way, less excited. I'm not saying the performances yeah. were bad, mm. or the drama or anything. It was high tension, still. Yeah. But it just kind of didn't have that emotional center in terms of Raven. Yeah. Like, yes, the things she said were emotional, but that was more about the characters she was targeting it at. Yeah. And that was Allie. Yeah. It wasn't about Raven. Yeah. And I wanted it to be about Raven. Well, we should point out that last week we ended out with these huge things for Raven and for Murphy, and that neither of them themselves were really dealing with the fallout of that. Yeah, they didn't. Um, I want to quickly read, I wrote this down before the episode, before I saw this new episode, Nevermore, um, and I just want to quickly read this thing, and I, sorry, I didn't write it into the, uh, into the outline, I mm-hmm. just remembered that I wrote this earlier. So I, I, I said, um, and this was sort of after I was thinking about how a lot of people had, hadn't read it the way we had, a lot of people read what happened with, with Raven last week as, like, metaphysical or metaphorical rape, and her being violated right, right. by, you know, her entire all of her agency is taken away by Allie mm-hmm. and her free will is taken away. And I think that that is a layer that is there that we missed, mm-hmm. uh, that we didn't talk about. I agree. Um, but I wrote down this. I said, a scene where Raven is overwhelmed by her past pain and begs to be free of it and for and begs for it all to stop and then followed by her wrist being slit, even if she, even if she herself didn't do it, I just can't not see a suicide depression message there. If this is all about rape, then I find the wrist slitting to have been poor, poor aesthetic and ethical choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I just, 
if they weren't intending this depression slash suicide imagery with with that, if it was literally just to show Allie can make them do whatever, mm-hmm. which is what I think we originally both thought it was, yes. then I think that that was a poor choice. And I, I, I know this is last week's episode, but right. I feel like now that we have more information, I need to engage with this a little bit. We're not going to go super into this. but Yeah, we, we're um, not going to have a rehash yeah. of last week. Yeah. Don't worry, guys. But I just want to quickly just say that I think if it really wasn't supposed to elicit that, then I think it was a poor aesthetic choice because it did elicit that to me. Mm-hmm. That it made me think: Is there so- are they saying something about suicide here? Yeah. And I think it's a poor ethical choice if it was literally just for the sake of showing Allie can make them do whatever they want. You then it's shock yeah, value. She, she could have stabbed herself in the gut. She could have pointed a gun at her head. It, there's so many other things you can do to show Allie's in control that aren't as visceral to that audience um, and that aren't as relatable. Uh, I just yeah. But I, but I, I'm, but I'm not. I'm not set on their, that layer wasn't there Yeah. either. I feel like the problem that I have is I feel like there's too many things. And I'm torn about this because I feel like there is a layer of drug use. I think there is a layer of depression. I think there is a layer of rape. And there is just a weird sci-fi exorcism thing going on. And the thing that's, that's kind of cool about that is that you can come in and bring whatever you want to it. And you mm-hmm. can have your own readings. And that's cool art that it isn't just one thing. Yes. On the flip side, it means that none of them are done as well as they could have been if you really focused on what you were the specific story you're trying to tell. Yeah, it, uh. it's definitely. But that's the thing; it just feels very like miscommunicated, mm-hmm. and, and I totally agree. Of like, I don't know. It's kind of nice that they're not leading us on very clearly. Like, it's like follow the yeah. breadcrumbs, kids. Like, go. Yeah. This is what we're saying, so you should read it that way. But. There, is, there are so many different perspectives on it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, I think, and, and like you said, I don't think this is the end of Raven's yeah. power grab, not power grab, but, like, redemption yeah. strength story. Yeah. That said, we will obviously be talking about other characters. Yeah. This was just kind of one of the big takeaways followed from last week yeah. that was followed through into this episode. Yeah. With a varying degree of success. Yeah. Now, do we want to say anything quickly before we go chronologically about the fact that Polis wasn't in this episode at all. There I wasn't think that was any... a smart choice. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that I can see how, like, some people might have felt, like, hurt or, like, they really wanted to get a follow-up on what happened with Murphy because they want clarification on what happened with Murphy. Mm-hmm. But I really liked how focused this episode was. And the fact that time has passed, it means that next episode he'll have had more time to process it, potentially. Mm-hmm. And we can see what is going on there so moving on when we eventually get to feedback stuff there'll be a lot more about the murphy situation but for now i think we can drop it yes um it'll also give us distance for pike and kane yes and give them a chance to move as well which i think i like as well yeah i agree because i don't really want to oh we just switched them in the woods walking along with the grounders like that what wouldn't have been worth the time also as it's brought up in this episode like it's the hundred again they are the grouping from the hundred yeah and sinclair but (laughs) but still it's like their group yeah and that's really nice yeah I feel like they, the writers must really like the actor who plays Sinclair. <laughs> or they the, realize, like, they set him up yeah. technically to be powerful and smart and important. Yeah. And they're like, oh, shit, we haven't shown any of that. Oh, well, we can do that now yeah. since four reasons, yeah. like, just to make it Yeah. All right. Work. Chronological discussion points here. Sounds good. All right. So we start off with the car buddies, Jasper and Clark. Uh-huh. Buddies. Yeah. yeah. Definitely the right word choice there, Dan. They're super getting along so well. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I it's I, I like that his continued anger, uh, and we'll get into in a little bit more detail about that. But in the meantime, 
uh, we have this whole back and forth with Octavia and Bellamy. Octavia is going to leave. She's done with all this. Uh, she wants to go find Lincoln's body and, and burn him because that's what the grounders do. Right. And so I wrote down a bunch of the dialogue here. Um, Bellamy's talking about how he's, you know, he goes, I'm on your side. Um, but Octavia says Bella isn't one of the good guys. He turned Pike in just to save her. Um, that's exactly what we've been discussing. Yeah. Of like that tension. And I, I like that this again, kind of follows through with a huge theme of this show of good guys. Yeah. Bad guys. And obviously this is some, this line in and of itself from the beginning of the episode Octavia saying Bellamy isn't one of the good guys. It haunts him. It sticks in his mind. Yeah. And it's followed through to the end. Yeah. And I I like that. Like, you can see that tension in his face, like, running through his mind. Yeah. The thing I think is interesting about this um, is that you're right that moral ambiguity has been a core theme of the show from the beginning. Mm -hmm. I do think it's interesting and, and potentially a little sad that... I think for potentially a lot of viewers, they went too far this time, and so they kind of under undermines their argument because the uh, we'll, we'll get into it more later. But Clark Clark's level of not being a good guy, I don't think, is the same as Bellamy's level of not being a good guy. <laughs> yeah, and so in some ways, that kind of undermines. Like maybe there aren't good guys but maybe there are bad guys (laughs) you know i and i'm maybe not but it's you know well it's i think it's a thing of nature and nurture of like why people are the way they are yeah i don't think we've had any unambiguously bad guys yeah yeah but it's i guess maybe like queen nia yeah but even then we don't really know that much about her no so i think what you could say is i guess my question becomes even if you're a full-rounded person and you meant well is there a point where you've done so much that even if you're a per person, you're still a bad, you still are at that point a bad guy, even if you don't mean to be, you know, like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. But. Well, well, that's followed up by, like, what Bellamy says next yeah. about how the grounders were starting, starving them out. Yeah. And the army could have attacked at any Arcadia time. at any time. Yeah, yeah. and that's, uh, we should say that's, that's great because we were worried is, is Bellamy just totally turned around. He's still sticking by that he felt like he was doing the right thing. Because they were in potential danger in yeah. his mind. Yeah. And Octavia, you know, fires back into the great way with saying, you know, you were you, you were hurting and you lashed out at people. People die when you lash out. <laughs> that's pretty true. Yeah. Like, that's going back to season one. Yep. And I'd say season two, not so much. He just wasn't really in as much pain in season two. <laughs> well, in season yeah. two, he was really relegated to being, like, just... Kind it of was. There. It was. I mean, I feel like if you follow the progression of Bellamy's character, I, I feel like this season, in some ways, was an overcorrection for season two. Yeah. Like that. I. I. And I know that a lot of people who just like want him to be good and lovable probably were happy with season two. Mm-hmm. But I know that we were kind of like he kind of lost who he was in season two. Yeah. Like it wasn't like. I didn't like hate what he was, but he had no, per- no. he had no personality really. No, he had no struggles. No, um, he was just like his struggles were the struggles of his people. Yeah, and so they wanted to like really reinfuse who he was in season one, potentially to too much of a degree. Well, I think that's what was so jarring for so many <laughs> yeah. of us about being like, where'd this come from so quickly? Because the pacing of his character and his yeah. character's development. Yeah slowed down 
season one, it was good. Season two, it slowed down drastically. And then season three, I think it sped up too much. Like, it makes sense on its own. But when you have that disconnect of, like, how they're developing him Mm. in relation to how they're developing everyone alongside of him. Yeah. It doesn't jive, and it causes this, like, dissonance. Yeah. I will say, though, as as much as I do think there are flaws in how they've handled him this season, I am more interested watching him in this episode than I was watching him in season two. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. I don't want, like, <laughs> yeah. if his most complex moment was encountering a child whose father he killed, yeah. and then pulling the same lever as Clark to commit yeah. well, murder, I mean, then that's not, for me, that's yeah. just, like, okay, he's in a tough spot, but... yeah. I mean, those it's not the same thing. Those were good moments, right. but I would argue those are the only good. Moments. I <laughs> that, agree. You know, and, There's yeah. a reason they're sticking yeah. in my mind. Yeah. I don't really remember much yeah. of what he did. Like, yeah, a few, yeah. few other Octavia scenes. He I hugs really Clark, don't... and that was cute. Like, you know, mm, you know. That, like he was <laughs> yeah. just there. Yeah. Here, he has the he's pu- being pulled apart. He has this doubt. He has that like his caring for Octavia has gone on to a dangerously protective level yeah. like it did in season one. Like Yeah. And well so now like I he's at a place by the end of this episode that I'm interested in seeing where they go with him, even if you know, that he acknowledges some of his issues, but they're probably gonna he's gonna have the Emerson thing of may you live forever, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Of he he is realizing that he screwed up but he's not going to get that punishment, and that is sort of going to be the punishment, that he isn't going to, you he know... He has to deal, just yeah. live dealing with yeah. all of the choices that he's made. Yeah. Um, all right, so the rover comes over to the cave. Um, now, this is an interesting part that I was confused about when I rewatched it. So Miller, Brian, and Harper are all, like, going to stand watch or something, which I got, like, in the context of that scene... Mm-hmm. But then, are they still at the cave for the entire rest of the episode? Yeah, where'd they go? I have no idea. They they they, they say like look out for stuff, but I thought that was specifically when they when they were protecting the cave. I but thought then so too. They don't come in the rover to Nyla. So I know. are they? Is it so that they have a base to come back to? Maybe I suppose it just felt awkward. Well, I think the idea was they they knew that they couldn't let Raven see where they would be. Yeah. Because they knew that this was a place that the Arcadians were aware of. So I guess it was like, keep an eye out in case something gets shady as we're coming on our way back. Yeah. You guys can still help us fight if we're not in a way to fight. I don't know. Yeah. It, it was just a thing of like, have it. I can see it was definitely a plot hole that yeah. kind of went into my mind later. Where I was like, where'd they go? Yeah. But of just trying to keep it close, keep it the yeah. family. Well, that's and... the thing is, in some ways, I feel like it's an acknowledgement of these were the placeholder people while everybody was separated. Like, as yeah, much yeah. as I do, I've liked what they've done with Miller this season, and I think Brian's had a little bit of some nice stuff, and Harper's had good lines. They're not full people. No. And no. so, they're they're getting better, but they, they are the substitutes. Absolutely. You know, like, I don't think you can deny that. Yeah. Alright, so Jasper quickly explains the City of Light situation to everybody, <laughs> um, and they're like, okay. Everyone's screwed. Well, he also, something that we didn't know was that he radioed ahead yeah, yeah. to the cave to let them know that Arcadia had fallen. Yeah, yeah. So that was nice, because we didn't see that, but yeah. we knew, it was nice that they knew that without yeah. us having to see them yeah, hearing I, it and being confused. I agree. So Raven wakes up and sees um, Clark has the flame, she tries to find out where she is, now, here's the first thing that I was confused about. Um, Raven isn't being directly controlled by Allie for most of this episode. 
And so I don't understand why. So, and what I'm, you know what I'm asking? Yeah, because yeah. we saw, like, when Raven slit her wrist, and not even, and even before that, yeah. uh, she consented to give Allie full control of her, yeah. and Allie just, like, spoke for her, and it was yeah. Allie in Raven's body. And yeah. that's when we got to see the really awesome Allie through Raven performance, yeah. that yeah. I really liked. And I still really liked the performance this week, but it, it was decidedly not the performance from last week. No, no, no. Yeah, and so... I heard somebody somebody on Twitter was like, maybe because there's more of a distance now. And I'm like, okay, but, like, the show doesn't say that. No, I don't and, think like, it has anything to do with that. Yeah. I think it's a thing of, like, it's more convincing for her friends if it is Raven. I guess I understand that later when she's, like, trying to manipulate them. But, like, in this scene, why is there a separation? Maybe, uh, maybe because then Raven disappears fully into the City of Light. It's just Allie, but this way it's Allie giving Raven instructions and Raven's following them. I don't know. I didn't have yeah. a problem with this. I thought it made sense. I liked having the multiple characters. Yeah. Have you ever thought about how potentially difficult it might be for the actors, like, not uh, to just ignore the actress who's playing Allie in mm. those scenes? Like, she's standing there. Like, yeah. she's really there. <laughs> like, and But you have to look at Raven as she's saying, like, you can't, I wonder how many takes they had where they accidentally looked well, at the actress. Well, depending on how Allie. they're filming them, the, Allie doesn't have to be there for, for the shots between the people, the other people. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, for, it depends on the scene and, and the and the shot scale and all that stuff. Uh, but this is yeah. where Dan's <laughs> knowledge of how filming things actually yeah. comes in, and my yeah. ignorance about just liking what's on the TV box <laughs> comes out. But yeah, that was just something that was on my mind, like mm. intensely, because it's this back and forth of Raven talking for Ellie. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I don't again, like I liked, I kind of liked that it was sort of Raven herself more this episode. But I, I guess I don't have, I, I feel like there's literally no explanation within the world of the show as to why that would be happening until later on where they want, where, where Allie wants Raven to convince them that it's Raven saying these things, which she isn't doing at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. So I, it just feels weird. I, I, I can agree. I think yeah. that's some of the weirdness that went into my mind without yeah. me realizing it, but it's not really a, it wasn't super distracting. Yeah. Um, so they use the last, and again, I, I guess I should say that, like, that doesn't make me dislike the episode, it's just, like, when things, things like this can add up. Oh, yeah, no, I agree, like, absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So they use the last Reaper stick dose, uh, to knock her out, uh, and Clark takes them to Nyla to get the wristband. Good job, Daniel. And I felt pretty proud that I saw this coming. And I, I feel like I need to toot my horn too because, well, I think I don't, I don't know which of us said this, but we were right at the beginning of the season. We predicted both Lincoln and Lexa dying, and we've also predicted Pike becoming the Chancellor. We've been, we've been pretty consistent. A lot of this was you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do want to talk about Nyla real quick and just say, um, I so she's all the actress is also on. I believe it was Jessica Harmon. Uh, she's also on iZombie. And it's such a different performance. It's just like, it's like, she's pretty impressive to me as an actress because she looks so different. She acts so different. I feel like she seems like a different age in between the two roles. Hmm. Um, Is she also on Magicians? She she was on like an episode of Magicians, yeah. And she's also Murphy's uh, sister. You wrote Murphy's brother on this outline, and I was very confused. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) In which show? Is Murphy on another show? Okay. Yeah. All right, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So that's fun. For real? Yeah. Like in real life? In real life. Huh. They look nothing alike. Yep. 
Um, all right, so Nyla's father was killed in the massacre. That was smart. They So they basically barged through her anyway to bring Allie, uh, well, Allie Raven to the back room so that Allie doesn't know where they are. Um, and Clark knows why there's a back room, because she had some sexy time there. <laughs> in the back room. In the back room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Do you think... Bellamy could tell that there was, like, because she was just like, I'll handle this. Do you think anyone predicted that she was? Um, I don't, just because I would have just assumed they were friends, and there wasn't, I don't feel like they were giving each other googly eyes or anything. No, no, well, I mean, if if Nyla had been giving Clark googly eyes, it would have been very (laughs) jarring with considering the fact that her father was murdered, thanks to Clark's people, so no no googly eyes are asked for by me in this scenario. Yeah, well, but Clark could have been a little bit, or at least treating her in a different way, but I felt like Clark was just completely treating her the way she was treating everybody else, so it would have, to me, it would be surprising if somebody could tell. Yeah. Well, maybe that's the problem I had, of, like, I liked how Nyla responded to Clark, Mm -hmm. but I think that Clark should have responded differently to Nyla initially, because she did just, like, run in the middle of the night after... I suppose... Like, it was a real one-night stand. And- yeah, well, that's the thing, is that I think that she was just treating her like she would treat anybody, because I don't think that she did mean anything special to Clark, Well, really. she didn't, but that's yeah. the thing. Like, to Clark, she didn't, but Clark wasn't really apologetic until the end end yeah and yes i understand that's because she had bigger fish to fry with raven at that point but like with bellamy pointing his gun at nyla's face yeah and clark's history with nyla just kind of barging past them and treating her like everybody else didn't seem right Mm. and that's for me one of the things where i was like okay this is a little odd but yeah fine so so it wasn't a deal breaker i didn't hate it it was just a little confusing for me i have to be honest it kind of felt like a potentially a casualty of shipping as far as I felt like there were undercurrents. There were definitely undercurrents of Bellark in this episode. Mm -hmm. And I feel like she was more focused on protecting Bellamy than she was worried about Nyla. And I don't don't think that the Bellark... I personally don't think it goes too far in this episode, but that Mm -hmm. might be one of the downsides. Um, is, How do you mean? As, I'm just saying that the, the treatment of Nyla might, oh, yeah, might be yeah, yeah. one of the downsides yeah, yeah. of that aspect. I agree. Of the episode. I definitely agree. Like, it was so much about the core group that Nyla was really yeah. underserved, even though she did play a minor role earlier, but, like, a big role in Clark's... Yeah. She was there for Bellamy. She was, uh, Nyla was there for Bellamy, not for Clark in this episode, I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just a little unfortunate for yeah. me. So, Raven freaks out and starts to fight them as they tie her up. Again, very feels very exorcism-like. Yep. And then Clark lies and tells Nyla that they weren't part of the massacre. So Nyla goes and gets to the wristband. And then we have, again, the little Bellark thing of Clark asking Bellamy if he's okay. Yeah. Well, to be fair, Clark was not part of the massacre. Yeah. No, but he's lying by On saying... On behalf of everybody. Yeah, on I behalf know. of Bellamy, specifically. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, but yeah, so... Um, well, let's talk a little bit about that, the thing of Bell of how Clark treats Bellamy in this episode a little bit. And I'm torn because I actually think it makes sense for her character, but... It's unfortunate because I'm not in the same place as she is. 
You How know? would you describe where Clark is in relation to Bellamy? That's I what think, I'm having trouble putting words to. I, I, I feel like I need to rewalk that big blow-up scene between them from a few up from earlier in the season, mm-hmm. uh, where he sort of unloads on her. That was good. But it's... Um, I got distracted by the potential sexual nature of what I just said. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it's... I feel like he is in a place where he doesn't feel like he can judge anyone. And where he... Where I think that makes some sense, mm-hmm. whether f- from her perspective. Now, I objectively I think she's wrong, and that she has a that she can judge Bellamy, and that Bellamy mm-hmm. is not the same as she is. Yeah, but I feel like she feels enough guilt and self doubt, and enough of what he said stung, and she blames herself for what he did in a way. Mm-hmm. And she blames herself so much for Mount Weather that she's like, how can I judge anybody? He's just trying to do his best and he screwed up. Yeah. And she didn't see the massacre. Well, she did, but she didn't see him do the massacre. You know, like... No, none uh, of us yeah, did. Yeah, but, so yeah. I think that there's been enough distance there that he's just still Bellamy to her. And she's just, like, sad that this happened to him. Yeah. You know? And so even though, like, from a objective television viewing audience, I'm like, I don't... You know, Clark is a main character, and I don't want the show to condone what Bellamy did. Mm-hmm. I think it makes sense that Clark isn't the way that Octavia is. I'm glad she's not. Yeah. And I think that'll form some interesting interaction between Clark and Octavia yeah. later, or, like, yeah. soon. Um, I They're not done processing everything. Yeah. But... I agree. I definitely need to rewatch that scene because I'm really ex- like blurry on what actually was said. Yeah, the gist, obviously, I remember, but yeah. I would love because that's this is their first interaction since then. Yeah, like true alone interaction, yeah. and I just want to get that cohesion back yeah. a little bit more. That's a, so much has happened between. Like that would have been such a way more memorable moment in my mind. Like. Him unloading on... Yeah. Unloading. Him, <laughs> like, yelling at her yeah. and feeling betrayed and everything. That would have stuck in my mind way more. Mm. Had everything... Since then, not been so crazy. So distracting. Yeah. <laughs> and Not that it was distracting. Yeah. It was a lot of it. It was for the purpose of story, but yeah. not overwhelmed our discussion yeah. and things like that. So... Well, I mean, that also... It was, what, like, six episodes or five... It was a while ago It now. really was. Um, but it was so important. much happens in important. each episode. Yeah. It really was important, because yeah. that was a really character-driven episode as well. Yeah. Among our group. Yeah. And now this is the next character yeah. development-focused episode with them. So yeah. I want to be able to connect the dots. Yeah. But I'm, I, I'm pulling from nothing, basically. I personally... I know that you had mentioned to me earlier before we started recording that you wish there had been potentially more Bellamy Clark interaction in this episode, or I've yeah. made further that discussion. I kind of am happy with what they did because anything, I feel like much more than what they did gets too much into shipping territory. Yeah. And I, we're not ready for that. Bellamy's not ready for that. Clark needs to be still focused on Lexa. You know, like, yeah. so this was like, even this, honestly, was a little bit too far for me, but it wasn't bad. It was just, like, it was skirting that line, so I'm happy there wasn't more than that. I can see you know, that. Like, I can I can see that. That's definitely... I don't want that trade-off. Yeah. I don't want it to go into shipping territory or, like, moving it too quickly into a redemption arc for Bellamy or yeah. anything like that, so... Because that's the problem, is uh, once once Clark deals with her grief, given where she is... 
I think it kind of would make sense for her to reconnect with Bellamy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't... And so then, even though I think it makes sense, I don't think the audience is ready for that. And I don't think I'm ready for yeah, that. Unless yeah, unless you're a diehard Bellark person. Yeah. Uh, I think that definitely the people who are Lexa fans are not ready for that. Mm-hmm. And you don't want... I, I feel like you don't want to poke that now. Well, I think... Like, yeah, like, not just for the sake of, like, the fandom or yeah. whatever. It's just I don't think it makes sense for the people. Like, yeah. treating these characters as people, I don't yeah. think that makes a whole yeah. lot of sense. No, Clark really needs to be focused on Lexa for, at minimum, the rest of the season. Uh, yeah. yeah. At, at so, minimum. Yeah. Yeah, so, I think I think definitely me asking for more would have been helped by a refresher from that yeah. episode long ago. Yeah. So, Sinclair explains the wristband plan. They're gonna make an EMP. Uh, Monty suggests that they go get an electromagnet from the dropship, and he and Octavia go out together. This is, like, the first time in, for, like, forever that Monty took charge in any way, so I thought that was nice. Yeah. And it was nice to see him and Octavia have some stuff. We'll get more of that in a bit. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to say before I move on? No. Uh, Just some awkward looks here and there between the group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Raven breaks her arm and reopens her wounds in order to try to escape. Was it that she broke her arm or dislocated I, her shoulder? That might have been what it is. I couldn't really tell. I couldn't tell until they were popping it back in place. So I was yeah. like, what am I looking at right now? Is yeah. that her elbow or like... I was unclear no, I on what shoulder. she actually did. It, it looked like she dislocated yeah. her shoulder. Which was not fun to watch. Yeah. Popping sounds here and there. Yeah, I have less of an issue with the stuff visually in this episode. Uh, me too. But, you know. Um, well, that's because this episode definitely... It felt more like a possession. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I think that's what, maybe that's what the purpose was of not having Allie talking for Raven mm. in a certain way of like, that would be maybe too on the nose of possession. Like, Raven's not here right yeah. now. Like, this is Allie. Yeah. Like, that would have really undermined for this group. Yeah. Well, and again, like, I'm I'm glad with the decisions they made. I guess one explanations for them yeah, is in the world of the show. So, anyway. Yeah. Um, so, Allie says she'll let Raven go if Clark gives her the flame, but Clark fires back and says, if you let Raven die, you'll never get it. So, Allie uh-huh. listens. It's nice to have Clark back in this kind of role, you know, being badass. And I, I almost forgot that she was a uh, doctor in training, too. It's been so long. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, didn't she try to save Lexa? Yeah. Like, yeah. give me uh, something. Yeah, but she like, barely no. did anything. Well, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. There's a reason they don't let people normally operate on the ones they love. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's Grey's Anatomy or some shit. <laughs> so Clark takes uh, the first Raven walk, and then we go over to Jasper. He's very angry that Clark just came back after all this time and was able <laughs> to take charge all Even over again. Even though we kind of like it. At least yeah. I do. <laughs> so I thought this was interesting they get into it a little bit within the show, but I was through at this point in the episode, I was kind of peeved in that I didn't like how Jasper was treating Clark as opposed to Bellamy. Um, that he seems so much more upset with Clark than he was with Bellamy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then upon reflection and talking to people on Twitter, and then as the episode expanded, I, I kind of felt like, okay, he's been with Bellamy this whole time, right? He's kind of in some ways been able to let it go. But Clark just barrels back in and is making these life and death choices again, and people are letting her do that, and I think it's reopening old wounds. Well, the thing I would say is that it was, at the end of the day, 
Mm-hmm. It was Clark's decision to let the radiation in. Bellamy stood by her and gave her support. Yeah. But so did Monty. So I feel like even Jasper's anger at Monty is different. Yeah. Like, yes, Monty facilitated it, which was, like, a little bit more next level than Bellamy. Mm-hmm. Bellamy stood by Clark. Yeah. And Jasper could blame him for that in a certain way. Yeah. But Clark is the one who really ordered it. Yeah. Clark is the one who, who was the initiator of that and i can see yeah. why he and and in a way she got them in a lot of the mess yeah like yes it was g- bad things were going to happen to them if not for clark yeah to their people but clark is the one who did it made that decision and that's why he's taking issue with her being such a leader yeah and trying to take charge again and i think that they they sort of subtly explain it within the episode two later on, and we'll get into it more later, but when Raven and Bellamy are talking and Raven's talking about how he's just the follower, he's just the, the knight standing by his queen, and I think that Gasper sees it the same way. Yeah, I yeah. agree. And that goes back to how we were talking about him in season two. Like, that's yeah. who he was season two, and now, look, he tried to take charge again and stand by someone else, and it fell to shit all over again. Yeah. And I think that's interesting because... The writers, and I've definitely heard from interviews and stuff, the writers definitely see Bellamy that way as, like, not, like, like a, a high, like, a sort of leader, but still not the leader, like, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's a, a difficult thing for some of the audience, because I think some of the audience don't agree, mm. um, and that think that he could, that he could, and that, that, that them driving home this thing of him being a follower, some people from season one don't uh, feel like that's true. Um, well, how do can, you feel? Well, season one, season one, like, he made choices like a lot of his art he had his own redemption arc in season one yeah he already had a bit of a redemption arc dealing with the fallout of his discussion choices but like he was this selfish person he had to live selfishly before octavia to protect her like yes that's not exactly selfish that's like selflessness to protect her Mm. but even so like he could never focus on himself he could never do that and then kind of had that resentment and then he wanted he was making these choices for himself to protect himself to protect the people he cared for above anybody else yeah in season one in season one yes and that got his people like his newfound friends family whatever you want to call them the hundred in Mm. trouble and it made things worse so i i feel like you could even read it as he can't really trust him yes he has leadership capabilities but he himself knows that when He's allowed to make decisions. Yeah. Bad things happen. Whoa. And he does it anyway. It's like yeah. he has a smart tactical mind. Yeah. And a smart, like, he's good on his feet and resourceful. Yeah. But they write him as a guy who just ends up messing up. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, if you actually pick apart what he did in season one, first he was doing whatever the hell we want, which wasn't good for the people. Then he was listening to the mom mentality and hanging up, hanging Murphy. Mm-hmm. Then, you know... You know, it's Clark who, like, helped him figure out that we should banish Murphy. It's Clark who helped him deal with the gun situation. Yeah. And then even at the, at, at you know, and then he did do a good job with Murphy near the end of the season. Mm-hmm. But even at the end there, it, like, he was like, we should stand and fight. And Clark was like, let's get out of here. And everybody listened to Clark, not to him. So yeah. even in season one, he really wasn't in the leadership role. And, no. then, and then she sent him off to Mount Weather to be the spy. And he wasn't charging ahead as the leader so no because that's yeah. where it is like we can trust you to do what you do well yeah, yeah. but when he leads yeah things don't go right like you know trusting echo and <laughs> yeah things going kaboom so getting back to the bellamy jasper scene um bellamy's trying to say you can't let your anger get in the way of what we have to do to protect raven and jasper fires back about how you know when you're angry people die 
And then he has a very distraught scene by a fence type thing, and he's all, uh What I kind of like about this episode, it's a big reminder for the audience mm. and for the characters of, like, having everything thrown back in their face. Yeah. And it really, maybe for some people, it's like, yeah, we know it. It's subtext. Mm. But, like, I kind of like having the reminder of, like, this is why they're tortured. This is why they're being pulled apart in so yeah. many different directions. This is why they regret a lot of the things they've done. And they have to live with that regret. Like, yeah. it's very human. It's very... Yeah. It's it's honestly like I would say having things like that being thrown back in your face could be someone's worst nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I think it's it's I don't know if this is this is like maybe potentially almost punny, but in this episode that is feeling like an exorcism episode, everyone's facing their demons. Mm-hmm. And like That's a great way yeah, of putting it. They yeah. that that they used utilized this situation in order to have this really great character stuff where people have to directly head on face their worst fears and mm-hmm. face th- what they feel about themselves and their worst insecurities and yeah. Yeah. I thought the, I, I should also throw out, everybody did such a, I mean, we talked about Lindsay doing really great as a Raven in this episode, but like, you know, Jasper did really great too in this scene with the fence. Mm-hmm. So many people had really great scenes. And, the scene with the fence. Well, it was a fence, right? I'm not crazy. It was like a post thing. I don't know what he was. I don't know what was. to call it. Yeah. Anyway. So Clark has her interaction with Raven slash Allie. Rally. Rally. <laughs> I like that. We should love that. Um, so Rally says, <laughs> Do you see the faces of all the people that you've killed? And then this is this is the point where we were talking about earlier, where she's like, this, this isn't Allie, this is Raven, because mm-hmm. she's trying to get under her skin more. Yep. Um, and she goes, you know, you always want to save everybody, but you're the one we need saving from. She brings up Wells, she brings up Finn. There's the thing of how I even bet you got Lexa killed too. Ba-boom! Yeah, let me just bring in to her dad, which I thought was a little weird. Like, I would have gone dad and then Lexa. Because Alexa is like the most recent thing. Yeah, but but um, but it worked. It makes sense because yeah. that's I'd say if we're talking about it from the reminder point of view, that yeah. really is the biggest. Yeah. So that was that was good. I really liked her reaction, especially to the Alexa part and all that stuff. Uh, she tries to gag uh, Rally, uh, and Rally bites her. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, with the blood. Yeah. It wasn't horrible, but like. It was really, it really, again, it brought the demonic possession thing of, like, she's got blood in her mouth, and it's, she's, like, got this manic grin, and, like, I succeeded, I got to you, ha ha ha. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. So good. And the lighting and everything, it wasn't even just the acting, like, the makeup and the lighting and everything was working really well this episode. Can I just say, I don't know if I'm the biggest fan of how, I understand Clark like, she hasn't been able to open up to anyone, and she's been bottling up her pain and her guilt and mm. everything. But, like, I kind of hate how, in my mind, Raven got to her really easily. Uh-huh, yeah. Like, that feels like... She's... That's interesting. I mean, to me, I think that she she is... She's been an open nerve kind of all season, and I feel like I can see on the one hand how that might be annoying for people because it's like you want her to be this action hero that you know her to be uh on the flip side i mean i remember tweeting halfway through this episode i think it's phenomenal that we're now 11 episodes past the mount weather thing Mm -hmm. and it is still just as important as it was that's true you know like that is really you know real and Mm -hmm. powerful that that is still like so core like you wouldn't you have expected going into the season like you give it four episodes and then so much other shit going on that Clark is over that. Yeah, you no, know, I'm like, glad she's not you know. over it. And so that's the thing; it, it makes sense. Yeah, but it's just kind of like 
yes, okay, I, I guess it is good writing that she, it's not that she's being really, she is being manipulated. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I think the Lexa, Lexa's is so recent too. Lexa, well, maybe then I agree more with you about how Lexa should have been more, thrown in her face more than her dad. Yeah. Like, I yeah. didn't really get what Raven said about Clark's dad. It's like, you told him not to go public. Yeah, that right? was... Right? Did she? It, it was... That, the logic there is illogical. That would literally just be a thing of anyone feeling guilty be- when somebody dies, you know? Like, yeah. The, this, the things of, you know, the things of... And that's true of Wells, too. Like, Finn, you could maybe argue, was potentially especially, partially... Especially Raven bringing that yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. But, I don't but, know, yeah. maybe saving the thing of, like, it, it should have had more of an impact... The line Raven says, or Rally says, about, like, do you see the faces of all the people you've killed? Yeah. I, mean, I feel like that should have been the really impactful line. Mm. I personally think it should have been the Alexa thing because that is still so raw. Yeah. Like, everything else could have been building up to it, yeah. and then the Alexa thing she can't handle because that's so raw. I suppose. But, I, I don't I don't know. What what exactly was the line that got it's Clark the, it's to the, snap? It's the dad stuff, I'm pretty sure. That was it? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't... Doesn't Jive. super no, work. No, Because yeah. she really did try to protect her dad, and it was really the mom's fault that that went that way. So. <laughs> yeah, th- yeah, this didn't... Maybe that's exactly what, where I'm just like, whoa, Clark, like... Unless... Really? Well, actually, she snapped because she mentioned... She also mentioned that Abby was in there with her. So maybe oh. that's part of it, too. Okay. Yeah, she was saying something about Abby's in here, and she's telling me about how you screwed over your dad or whatever. Okay. Well, what I'm referring to is me having issue with actually Mm. isn't the fact that clark tries to gag her yeah but it's like after she's bitten yeah her reaction of like we're gonna we're gonna fry you blah blah blah. it felt very um one hate uh part two with the you know when she's screaming at lexa yeah i feel like that that there is still like that rabid like that, I think that's part of who she is now. Honestly, we, don't, we see it so rarely that it really did take me by this surprise yeah. that didn't. Um. So, but from the Fry thing, Rally infers that they're talking about the MP plan. Um. They need an electromagnet, and Raven tells her the dropship will be where you go. Mm-hmm. So we cut over the dropship. Did she say it out loud? Like, was no one watching Raven and being like, "Oh crap, Raven figured out they're going to the dropship." I mean, I that's a good question. I, I think that might be just one of those things where it's, like, for the audience, we have to show her saying it, but, like, you could say in the in the City of Light, she, they could have actually cut... That would have been a good point to cut over to the City of Light and have them say it together in the but City are, of Light. Is she, I still don't understand. Are they simul... Like, are, to be in the City of Light, do they have to be meditating and absent from their bodies? That's a good question. I don't know. Or... Or it's like, oh, there's no pain in the City of Light. It's like, oh, well, so much of me is in the City of Light that... I'm blocking the pain. I, I, I still don't really get how it works. I, uh, I don't either, but, I mean, my assumption, as far as whether they can be in both at once, I'm not sure. Yeah. But my assumption would be that anything that Raven thinks at this point, Allie knows. Yeah. So she could, my point is, you could, that could be a visual representation of her saying, that, of her thinking they're in the dropship, and Allie hearing that. Yeah. So anyway, over the dropship, Monty asks Octavia about how... She about that why she's gonna leave, and he goes, you know, we're your people. We just survive together, which comes back later. Mm-hmm. And so Octavia says, "I'm not Tree Crew. I'm not Sky Crew. I'm nothing." And he goes, "You're one of the hundred. And she goes, "Not anymore." I like this. I did nice. too. It was a nice yeah. reminder of like 
Well, it was a more literal <laughs> description of what Octavia's been going through this entire season. Yeah. yeah. Which, okay, we, we knew this, but it's fine. And it's yeah. reassured by Lincoln being yeah. dead. Yeah. And how alone she really feels. Yeah, I, I really liked them interacting. I liked them mentioning the hundred again, like mm-hmm. you were saying earlier. Uh, I do... I don't feel like we've ever really had a lot of interaction between Monty and Octavia. So it's one of those things where I'm glad we got it. But I'm also like, this would have had more impact if there was any buildup of their relationship in the past. Well, uh, I mean, like, season one, they were just... They were kind of in more or less the same group. Yeah. I mean, they were in the same group and yeah. that they were our main characters. <laughs> but season two, he was in Mount Weather and she was yeah. out with everybody. So yeah. it wouldn't have made sense. Yeah. Oh no, I like it. It, yeah. it. it makes sense of how the fact that he sees them as part of the hundred, yeah. because yes, they were separate. But at the end of the day, yeah. they are the core group. Yeah. They've been through so much together. Yeah. But for her, she's had so much. She's met so many other people. She's had so many interactions with so many yeah. that for her, she is more affected by yeah. the losses that she suffered and the alienation she suffered yeah. from Tree Crew and Sky Crew than the connecting point of being in the hundred. And I think you could also argue that that for Monty, especially with losing his dad and his mom betraying him and everything, that the hundred is what he thinks about it as his family in a way. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't necessarily feel that same way. Yeah. He about. thought his parents were dead. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, Bellamy bandages Clark's hand. Uh, Clark, it's her hand, right? Yeah. Or her arm, her, something yeah. like that. Um, and, as she, as, and, then, and then he goes and he takes over the post at Raven. So then we have this nice little scene with Clark and Jasper. Uh, Clark apologizes to him and says, you know, I never wanted to hurt Maya. And, you know, he brings up how he... I forgot this whole plot point of how he was going to save everybody because he was going to go try to take out Cage. And he was, like, feet away from Cage when it all went down. Right. Um, I totally forgot about yeah, that, Yeah, so that was that was interesting. And then, you know, she, she, she says, I wish that you could have done that. And he says, shove your regret up your ass. So, I thought that was good. I'm glad that he apologized. I'm glad that he's not able to forgive her yet. You know. It, he, you know, it's not that he shouldn't. Yeah. But if he forgave her in this episode, I would not have liked that. Yeah. Talk about pacing. Yeah. Like, this is the Jasper we have, and Clark has to... I, I can see why on Clark's mind, this is a good follow-up of what Raven just said to her. Yeah, yeah. And how Jasper really is, like, one of the biggest if not the biggest victim of uh, a live victim of what she's done yeah yeah and i think that might be partially having jasper around everything all those comments that jasper's been making throughout the episode Mm -hmm. maybe part of why she was so primed to be upset with rape with the raven scene yeah this scene makes a lot of sense this interaction makes a lot of sense Mm. and this feels like more of Clark, and I like what you said about her being an open nerve, but yeah. I've, I've been wanting to see more of that. I wanted to see more of, like, Juan Heda coming out in between her trying to murder uh, Lexa and shouting at Lexa when she first sees her, yeah. and then again now yelling at Rally and freaking out at her. I suppose. We had the Emerson, the big Emerson episode. I thought that was pretty... Oh, yeah. Yeah. My God, so much shit yeah. has happened <laughs> that I don't remember the stuff I liked yeah. that was impactful before. Yeah. Okay, fine. I think this is just me at this point mm. being really forgetful about this season, yeah. but... I, I do want to throw in, I really like that we got this Jasper this episode, and that... Because I felt like they kind of dropped this um, and so I'm glad that, that it wasn't dropped and that we were getting more of this storyline and that it, mm-hmm. he, it was kind of more just like, 
he was a little distracted by the City of Light and thinking that was an option, but he never really got over his issues, and so I'm yeah. glad he's still that person. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think Jasper is honestly one of the most successful parts of this season. Yeah. Like, his character yeah. arc. Yeah. So, And it, it's just so much more interesting than who he was before the season. And Yeah. Yeah. All right, so back over the dropship, we have a... I, I mean, I wrote... Uh, I remember tweeting throughout this episode that felt very much like a horror episode. Uh, you know, we had the whole exorcism part of it, but, like, especially even this... The scene with Monty alone by the dropship at night, and there's like weird noises in the background. He's looking around, very horror like. Mm-hmm. Hannah shows up um, and acts like she was able to escape the City of Light, hadn't taken the pill. Huh. And sure. <laughs> okay, so Hannah doesn't know her husband's favorite color, and you know, because Monty does ask that question to test what's going on here. Mm-hmm. So now I'm, I have a lot of questions about this scene that i'm pretty confused here um as far as so do the memories get deleted permanently or are they hidden when you lose all your pain because like does ali have that information like i, I like when when abby asked jaha about stuff ali was able to remind him right and so i don't understand why ali couldn't have told hannah the answer to this question. Mm-hmm. Now, I hadn't thought of you, that at all. You can, and and then even like we have Raven last last scene talking about Finn and mm-hmm. how Clark killed Finn, mm-hmm. and she wasn't supposed to remember that because that's supposed to be a source of pain. Yeah, and so uh, you can say the assumption is Allie reminded her, or mm-hmm. now that she's all in fully integrated with Allie or whatever, or whatever, but. I'm, I, you can have the explanation, I feel like, which is that Allie has information that people know, but doesn't have, like, the specific memories. Like, like as far as, like, she can know what happened because people tell her, oh, this happened with Finn. Or they can tell her Wells was Gaha's son. But if the memory of the eye color is deleted, then they don't know it and Allie doesn't know it. But who told Allie... That Clark killed. So many Finn. people could have. She has all of, all of Arcadia now. Abby could have told her. Anyone could have. I told. suppose. She has act- yeah, that's not a source of pain yeah. for most people. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I. It's it, there's just these are the things where I'm like these are weird plot holy things where I feel like you can come up with an explanation, uh, but it's yeah. too like like I just don't understand what Allie like now that Allie has all these brains in the City of Light does she just have access to all of their information and can take any of that like or does she have to talk to them I don't understand like I'm re- yeah I'm really distracted <laughs> now by trying to figure this out and trying to figure yeah. out a reasonable explanation like, I just yeah. don't understand why Allie wouldn't know the answer to the hand to the Hannah question and just tell Hannah. It seems weird that that exists. And I again, we can c- try to come up with explanations, like the memory's literally deleted, but that's not in the show. No. And so that That's takes not in line away. with yeah. everything else. Yeah. Or it could just be a thing of, like, we could explain it by this was such a high-tension moment that yeah. Hannah was trying to get Monty on board that her first priority was trying to distract Monty in yeah. general. The problem is that's, that's not where my question's about this scene end. So my next question is, why did Allie just send one person? Yeah, I have no idea. That's literally ridiculous. Why would you do that? Like, even if you wanted to send Hannah first yeah, to try to trick him, why, why wouldn't aren't you... other people in the bushes? Yeah, that's really weird. Yeah, um, that's what I, I kept. I kept expecting someone to jump out the entire scene. Yeah, and also like, where was Octavia? Why was she so far I don't away? No, that was yeah. so confusing. Like, why don't you have his back while he's like? Why aren't you standing guard on the dropship 
while he's inside of it. Like, yeah. this seems real. That was a total plot hole. That's what I had a lot of problems with. Like, yeah. Octavia, where the fuck are you? Yeah. yeah. Get your shit together. You call yourself a warrior. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, that was really dumb. And then, so then Allie has Hannah attack Monty uh, in order to force him to get, the, to take the key. Mm-hmm. And I guess, uh, so many things about this that I'm confused about. Mm-hmm. First of all, since when can you force someone to take the key? I thought that was the whole point. You had to coerce them. Second of all, why didn't Hannah just hurt herself the way she had Raven hurt herself in order to get Abby to take the key? Yeah. I, there's so many questions here where I'm like, so why would your first thing be to have Hannah attack these people? Like, they, it just doesn't seem... You're trying to play on people's sympathy. Maybe it's a question of, like, how much Allie is in control of them. Yeah. Like, Hannah is so scarred now by her experiences that she is just so much of a fighter that she, that's her first instinct. No, Allie literally told her to attack. Told we her see to, Allie yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, oh, we okay. see Allie. I'm, I and, don't remember Allie what, being so, there. Okay, I think you could answer Allie isn't as in control of Hannah as she was with Raven and couldn't make Hannah hurt herself. No, that, but, I don't but, like that. But that, that doesn't make any sense. That makes zero sense because yeah, she's I, in full... Yeah. Okay, yeah, this was just a mess. Yeah, I just thought this was a mess. So Octavia comes back and fights Hannah. Hannah's gonna kill her, and Monty shoots at her, but there's no pain in the City of Light. So so clipping her shoulder does nothing. Yeah, so he has to kill her. Now, the reason, I'm just, like, I'm very torn about this, because I think think the music was really great. I think there was some pretty solid acting from Monty. Mm -hmm. I think the cinematography and the way they they edited that scene was all really beautiful, Mm -hmm. and it was a powerful scene. But I had so many questions, and it just felt like, and then you're killing another person of color, female, and, you know, like, that's not, like, my biggest issue, but on top of everything else, like, it's, like... Well, I just thought that there would be more interesting things to do. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe they'll pull this off, but I th- I thought there would be more interesting things to do mm. with Hannah and Monty's relationship than just have Monty killing her. Um, potentially. I do think that where this leaves Monty is the yeah, most interesting we've had Monty in a while. Well, that's the question like, of, like, what it leads to, but if it's just, like... I'm just worried it'll just lead to more, like, broody internal Monty, like, yeah. internalizing things Monty. I don't know who he's gonna... Maybe it'll, like, and reunite we... him and Jasper more? Yeah, and as much as... I don't as... know if that'll be... I just saw more interesting things coming. Yeah. Like, not without specifics really forming, but yeah. I'm honestly just a little slightly disappointed yeah. that this is how Hannah goes out. Yeah. Because and... I, I, I felt some of the confusion in this scene, too, yeah. like, with Octavia. Like, I don't know. It just... This, again, this scene didn't sit right with me. Yeah. And then to have it end in this extreme way, I actually said out loud, oh my god. Yeah. I was alone in my room watching yeah. this. I, I went, oh my god. Yeah. And, like, leaned away from the screen, like, holy shit, yeah. did that really happen? So, yes, in a way, it could be more interesting for Monty, but well, I don't know. See, now, I'm torn, because I hate when people, I've seen a lot of people talking about man pain on Twitter and stuff like that. And how, like, okay. as far as, like, oh, now we have to have another scene of Jasper and his man pain. Oh, look at Bellamy and his man pain. And I personally hate that and honestly think it's sexist if they're in literal pain they've had people die. Yeah, uh, I, I don't agree with so that. So I, I don't agree with that. But on the flip side, 
the idea of having a third male character who's just brooding and upset that he something bad happened. Well, that's what like, I mean. That's what I mean. Like, I don't want another broody internal yeah. character. I don't want to call that man pain. Yeah. I do agree that's sexist and reductive. And, yeah. you know, you don't call it... If these people are saying, like, oh, girl pain, like, that would be read as sexist. Yeah. So I don't see why the reverse isn't. Yeah. I don't... Frankly. Yeah. Um... So, uh, but, but yeah, no, that's, yeah. I just don't want to see people standing alone in the corner being yeah. like, I don't want to talk about it. I, that's I, 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 I think it's, well, okay, here's the thing. I think it is that Jasper was interesting. I think Bellamy is enough, enough different from Jasper that it is interesting. Right. I just don't think we need a third thing that's that similar. And maybe it, we are right. Maybe it will bring Monty and Jasper together. But like, again, and then on top of all this, like. I think that you could have had Monty be brooding or whatever, and it would have been much more interesting if it was about Mountain Weather and about the fact that he helped create this happening. So, like, I agree with you that maybe it would have been more interesting to walk his relationship with his mother, and they actually have to deal with it together as people. And instead, I, I you know, I'm torn because I think that this Monty is more interesting than previous Monty. Yes. But it's still not the, the choice I would have wanted it's like uh, playing catch up again with his yeah. character, but in a different way. Yeah, I think he has a like his adult relate his relationship with an adult. Yeah, has been unique. Yeah, like it's different from Bellamy's relationship to Pike. Yeah, and I Hannah mean, was yes. A lot of people you called her like also a straight villain. I saw her more as an antagonist, mm. but like I I liked her character overall. Found her interesting, and. Now it's just gone and removed, and maybe they they feel like it's adding an interesting element to the show in that, like, Monty could have, like, he's going to torture himself now over things could have been different, I could have saved her. Yeah. But, like, is that really interesting? Well... Like, could the I could have saved her thing, is yeah. that really new in any no. way? Isn't that kind of what Bellamy, in a way, is going through with Gina, of, like, yeah. I could have saved her had I chosen differently? Yeah. I wanted quickly to add another wrinkle to this discussion about Monty. I, 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 out of order, I wanted to jump to sort of Monty in the rover, and he has this scene with 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 Octavia in the rover. Where he goes, "It wasn't her. It was Allie. My mom was already gone." Mm-hmm. I, I want to say I think the performance is maybe a series high for, for Monty. For him. Yeah, yeah, I'm absolutely. sorry, I forget his name. I'm so bad um, with actors' yeah. names. I'm so sorry. But I thought I thought I thought that scene was really strong, and yes. the dialogue that was really strong. I do still have an issue, though. Mm-hmm. So I, I know he that he truly wants to believe this because he can't have anything other than this. Mm-hmm. But literally the entire point of the mission of this entire episode is happening because they think they can get Allie out of somebody's head. Why does he think that it is just Allie and it's not her? The whole point is that they believe, and they have a plan. It's not even just that they believe it. They have a plan of yeah. how to get Allie out of someone's head. So so, so that that, so that brings me back to the moment where he's going to shoot her. And I'm like, would he really choose Octavia over his mother if there is a chance to save his mother? We don't have a connection. Like, he and Octavia don't really have that much of a connection, not to the point of him and his mother. And so... Except he felt so... I mean... It could be a thing of, like, he felt so betrayed by his mother, yeah. who was his mother. She yeah. did betray him. Yeah. He confronted her about it. He, she, he said, like, you betrayed me. Like, yeah. how could you turn me in? And she had no idea what he, he was talking about. Yeah. And I think that was just a, the thing of, like, even his mother ha- is no longer the same person he knew. No. And his frustration and sadness and anger 
made it like re- reinforce the idea that she wasn't there. I I don't I don't know. It it just it doesn't make sense. I think it almost would have made more sense if he just took the pill to stop her from killing Octavia. Like if he took the key. Yeah. Like you know like because especially when they they know that there might be a way to get rid of it being like I'm not going to kill her. I'm not going to let you kill Octavia. I'm going to sacrifice myself. he knew where myself. everybody was. Yeah. He knew where everybody was, though. That's true. That's But, like, in the heat of the moment, like, I, I, I don't know. Here's the thing. Is we, can, we can explain he killed his mom because it was the heat of the moment. It's just a lot of... There were just a lot of iffiness around this whole decision that I felt, even though... I, I, that it hurt me to have issues with, honestly, I because... Know, me too. It would have been like <laughs> it felt like it was just shock value. Yeah, be- well, it it felt that way, except that I felt like the actual way the scene was constructed, like the way the visuals were constructed and the acting was done, yeah. was so powerful that I was like, it bums me out that I have so many issues with this. Well, that's the thing. Like, like the acting was good. Yeah. The the scenario, like this, exactly the staging, yeah. everything yeah. that was good. So it was really disappointing that they waste that on such a mediocre, like, written text and plotting. Honestly, that's what I call it. I call it mediocre. Yeah. I've been, like, very, um, we've been pretty gung-ho on Monty and how much we wish we could truly say we like him. Yeah. And I do like him, but, like, he's this, I honestly stand by him being the single most mishandled character on this show. Uh, I don't agree with that. Who but do you he, think is? More? I think Bell. I mean, because I, I just well, think, I just think he's the most, maybe the most underutilized. That's true. But, well, uh, I consider yeah. underutilization mishandling yeah, personally. But, but I can see. No, I don't think Bellamy's the most mishandled yeah. at this point. Yeah, I could say Monty and his connecting storylines. Yeah. are the most mishandled. Okay, and underutilized and poorly fleshed out. Yeah, this is poorly fleshed yeah, out. Yeah, and killing her, having him kill her, it's like, oh, it seems like it's this big thing and it is a big thing i don't want to say it's not but yeah. it really does feel like it's forcing his character into being interesting mm. when i think that if they tried a little harder they could have found a more interesting long-term yeah way to and i also i don't know like as long as they like found some layers and stuff i think i also would have been okay with him being the optimistic one like he i don't think everybody needs to be the conflicted, angry, brooding one. You know? Like, yeah. It's... I, I don't know. Sorry we spent so long on him, <laughs> but we're, like, big Monty fans, and yeah. this is just not what I want Yeah, for him. Not just for his character. Like, oh, it's sad. He kills his mom. Like, yeah. Okay, moving on. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> so sorry. All right. So we have a scene with Sinclair and Clark. Um, Sinclair is worried about destroying Raven's brain. She's, he, she's all he has left. Which I thought was interesting. little insight to who he was. We don't even really know about his family situation or whatever. Clark is sympathetic, but it's like, this is the only choice we have. We have to trust Raven knew what she was doing when she was going to try to do this the first time. It's just a nice little scene. There's another, there's a lot, this is why I like the episodes. There's so many of these little one-on-one character interactions that I think are really solid and in character and well-written and, you know. I agree. Yeah. I think that's, for me, the really only positive mm. of this episode. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and... Well, that's most of the episode. <laughs> I know, I know, yeah. but unfortunately, the connectors don't work for yeah. me too much. Mm. But yeah, no, I like this a lot. And again, I, as I was watching this, I could hear your voice like, and Sinclair is important. Yeah. Like, they yeah. forced Sinclair to have something good to say. But it was nice. But I did like sense. that scene. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Like, they've established him as a father figure yeah. for her. Yeah, for so. sure. So then we have the rally Belle and Jasper scene. Um, 
So Rally's like, why did you give Bellamy a pass for murdering Maya? She asked Jasper. And then she implies that Jasper's weak. Uh, you know, everybody's lost somebody, but we have to walk on eggshells for you. You're drinking all the time. She talks about how he used to get high off of other people's medicine. You're, a, you're a coward. So it's interesting, you know, you know, at that point, Bellamy gets Jasper out of the room. It's interesting because these scenes almost are like, they're so truthful. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm like... Man, maybe we shouldn't even like these people. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like, for a lot of people, having all of this thrown in your face is yeah. the worst. Yeah. And I can't tell. Is this is this rally trying to get them to give into their pain so much that they accept that's not how, the city of light? That's not how I read it. So what's the point of doing it? The point it? of doing it is, you know, she got the f- he's trying to rattle them and make them make mistakes, which he does. She which has, she, d- she, she succeeded gets, with Clark. Yeah, she got, she, well, she succeeds with Bellamy by the end of this. By, and this, by yes. she brings up the thing with Nyla, and then Nyla comes in and it screws everything up. Of course. Um. So, yeah, I think it's just prodding. It's that kind of thing where they talk about like you know, it's sort of like with an interrogation where she right. keep pu- pushing at their buttons until they screw up their make story and, and make a mistake. Yeah. You know, it's working. Yeah. But with Jasper, yeah. No. Like he's such a he's such a um, loose cannon that that makes sense to poke at him that maybe he'll somehow, really yeah. mess up and untie her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, but I really liked all of this yeah. because I think I think honestly this is part of why Jasper has been torturing himself. Yeah. So of like feeling like he's a coward. Yeah. yeah. What was it? I'm trying to. Rem- I'm so forgetful. Mm. But like, what was it that Monty threw back at him when he and Jasper were at the dropship with Finn's ashes? Um, man, that's a good question. He was just like sort of sick of all the sh- shit that Jasper was throwing at him, I guess. And but yeah, you're right. I, I do feel like I need to rewatch that scene because it's it feels it's just, relevant. Yeah, it does. It does. Especially if Jasper and Monty get reconnected yeah. again we need to rewatch some old scenes apparently. Re- i feel like i need to rewatch this <laughs> yeah. entire season in anticipation yeah. of the finale or the last like two yeah. or three episodes and this is this is my memory having watched all the episodes more than once yeah I still i'm, am, I'm like... the one who tends to watch them once <laughs> yeah so yeah it's uh it's just that so much happens and there's so many weeks in between and everything yeah of course this yeah. was a while ago. yeah yeah um, all right, so then Bellamy and Rally are together, just the two of them. Uh, Raven sort of alludes to their sexual history. That was funny. There's not um. much to talk about. Like, <laughs> ooh, playing on his masculinity. Um, or maybe the fact that it only happened one time. <laughs> uh, and she talks about how Bell doesn't get any credit for the Mount Weather genocide. I also like that they actually said genocide. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, they didn't notice that. Yeah, they huh. did. Yeah. Good job. They also said, you know, you don't get any credit for the culling either. You're doing that just, you know, you made that happen just to save your own ass. Great callback. You know, I've been saying this since the beginning of this whole Bellamy arc in season three that, you know, season one, he was potentially even, I mean, that was straight. I mean, he it was less direct, obviously, but he straight up just because of his selfishness made all these people die. Yeah. <laughs> and he knew that they weren't going to be able to live up there forever, so what did he think was going to happen? Yeah. Um, he was trying to prevent everybody from coming to the yeah, ground. Yeah, He was trying to kill everyone. Yeah. Even if he... he I, I think it was more just like, that's the thing, is Balmy, he doesn't think that he's doing that, but he just doesn't think his actions through and think about the repercussions of his actions. Which follows through to this season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then she talks about how you killed your mom, you had to take your sister to her first dance, and then because of that, she got floated. Totally forgot about that. Yeah. Cough, cough. <laughs> totally forgot about that. 
And you guys about how you're a, we talked about this already. You're a follower. You're devoted. You, you're too bad you aren't as devoted to Gina as you were to Clark, which I think was an interesting. A lot of people were talking about that at the beginning of the season, how he cared so much more about Clark, it seems like. Yeah, know. I mean, we took issue with that. Yeah. Like, I don't believe their relationship. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is an interesting thing. She says Gina was dead before Matt Weather even blew up. Mm-hmm. And I wrote, wouldn't that be a memory that Raven would lose? She uh, was friends with she Gina. She was friends with Gina. So that's, again, it's one of those things where I'm just like, how, like, what information does Allie have? What information does Raven have? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like, is it this new status quo where because Raven gave over completely, like, she has her memories? Because she knew about Finn. It, we kind uh, yeah. of already discussed yeah. this in it's, terms it's of, like, Hannah. Conf- but it makes no sense. The rules yeah. of Allie really yeah. are not coherent. And I felt like they were, like, I felt like last episode was the episode where it finally felt like it was sliding into place and it was making sense. Yes. And then this episode came, and I'm like, nope, makes no sense to I me. agree. This yeah. was well, actually one of your big criticisms of the City of Light. Where yeah. You, and mine, too. I just kind of was more patient with it. But yeah. now I'm like, yo, you got us on your side. Figure yeah. your shit out. Can yeah. we have, like, a book of consistency yeah. here, please? Yeah. And things things are just happening, and it's, again, where it's a thing where I feel like if I talk with people and people email in, I bet they'll have answers to a lot of my questions. But that's people but, figuring yeah. out on their own. Yeah, I'm sorry, the that's show. not the same thing. Yeah. With with this, this is the rules of the universe. Yeah. I want to know them. Yeah. I want them to make sense. Yeah. I don't want, I mean, like, fan theories are well and good, but yeah. I don't want fan theories with yeah. this. Yeah. So, you know, that this ends out with Rally saying you avenged. Gina by slaughtering an army sent to protect us. Nyla overhears and barges in. You you brought up how, like, this is Raven trying to... They're making mistakes by Raven bringing this up. No, yeah. Raven just rallies straight up brings this up. Not Well, not but she doesn't... She didn't know Nyla was even there. Oh, yeah, right. So that gives, that's the thing is, a lot of Allie's success in this episode is luck, but like, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. What are, what are you gonna do? Yeah. But, um... <laughs> it was still fun to watch. Okay, anyway, so um, Nyla overhears. Nyla overhears, barges in, then Allie knows where they are because of that. So All she does is send a fucking drone. That's all she does. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get there in a I second. I know, I'm sorry, <laughs> but I was expecting, like, a big Yeah, like, clash. the whole the army. Uh, or yeah. maybe three fucking drones, yeah. I don't know. She has a lot of those. Did she? I thought she only had one. Did she? I thought she only had one. I thought we saw, like, lots of drones moving in and out of the mansion. I'm pretty sure she only has one, well, but I might be wrong. <laughs> um, so Bellamy is angry, um, he goes and he punches things. <laughs> he punches things, I like, I like um, reading that. Yeah. You know, so he talks with Nyla, he goes, all I wanted to do is protect my people, I'm sorry. So at least he, he, he gets to a, a new place this mm-hmm. episode, for sure. Um, and people like you always are, very good response from her. It makes sense, um, like, all, everything that Bellamy is put through, it yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Like, this is, con- there's consistency in characterization. Can I say mm-hmm. that? There's a lot of consistency there. As you mean, lately. In this episode. I'm talking strictly in this episode about what I'm talking about, like the things that are put in people's faces, everything that they're saying to each other and their reactions to each other makes sense. And that's what I appreciate. Because if anything, this is going to win me back to these people. Yeah, yeah. So Monty uh, comes back with the magnet. Uh, Raven knows too much. So Allie gets her to try to kill herself again. She's banging her head and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Clark lies and says she'll give her the flame. Then they're able to tie her down, and she didn't give her the flames. And I, I liked that. It was almost like a, a like a, a third layer of performance at this point, where they're making these ravens being played more as like uh, almost childlike. Be like, you lied, you lied, and like and like yeah. getting upset, and like you're gonna blow up my brain, and like I thought that was cool. Yeah, just this desperation, yeah. and yeah, tr- again, it just falls through of like manipulation. Yeah, and- yeah. She's not even person anymore. She's just, like, this vessel yeah. channel yeah. thing. I really was like, Allie, you're going to fall for Clark just saying, "Yeah, I'm going to give you the flame. Like, yeah. you're a dumb program. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. Really? I can't believe that worked. Yeah, that As a viewer, silly. I just stood there. Not stood there. I was sitting. <laughs> but I sat there. I was like, really? Really? <laughs> That's kind of sad and lazy, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they need a better battery, so they go to the rover to get one, and the, yeah, the drone comes up, and Bellamy shoots it down. Very quickly. <laughs> yeah, it was almost like they didn't even need that. They really did. Um, I, I think, I was also, this was a point, so I, I mean, I, I personally really liked this whole thing. I was very high energy, very high, high drama, I was, like, on the edge of my seat throughout all this, but I, there were, again, little things nagging me around, like, I don't feel like I have a good sense of where this trading post is and how how difficult it would have been for her to send all the people there. Yeah. Um, be- because, like... The- she only sent... She even only sent Hannah, Hannah yeah. to the dropship. So, so. so, like, I... She's a terrible tactician. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, because when, when Nyla barges in, they're like, oh no, Allie knows where we are. I, I did. I assumed that meant everyone was going to show up and they were going to have to have a, an epic escape thing. Yep. But, you know, they, they have time to, like, chill out and relax. So apparently this trading post is farther away than we realized. <laughs> but, the fastest way to get there is by flight. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So they use the MP, Raven's unconscious. And then we have Jasper trying to destroy the flame. I loved Clark. That was tense. I loved this part. Yeah. Clark saying it was Lexa. That was really good. And the mania of, like, her freaking out and trying to stop him. I would say that that was Eliza's best part of the episode, probably. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was was on the edge of my seat. Yeah. Um, Then we have Clark cutting open the back of Raven's neck. Allie spills out of her. (laughs) And um, Raven wakes up. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. What? I'm just curious as to, like, what would have happened if they split open the back of Raven's neck earlier? It's It would be attached to, like, different neurons or something. There's a whole explanation in... Uh, we have a nice email about this that we can, like, goes really in detail about this, so okay. we, can, we can come back to that. Okay. And I think that there there's, like, some issues with it, but most... But for sci-fi, it sounds like it's... I'm sure it sense. makes... Yeah. I'm sure... I was just a little taken aback yeah. of, like... Did they have to go through all of that? Like, <laughs> why wasn't it Clark's first instinct, given what she saw, to want to cut open the back mm. of Raven's neck? Yeah. I think the idea is supposed to be that they were active technology that wouldn't just spill out it before, and now they've been neutralized, and so they just flow. You know what I mean? I suppose. Like, think of them almost as nanobots or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I just mean, like, given what Clark sees, I don't... Maybe it's just that she trusts that Raven would have known what she was doing. And yeah. she was like, no, Raven had a plan. Raven's brilliant. Let's do Raven's plan. Yeah. Even though I mean, it, no know. matter what, it is di- I mean, there's a big difference between what they do with Lexa, where they implant a device into that part of right. her, and that hat sticks out and puts all these things, rather than this ingestible 
right. you know, key. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, no, this was just something I was confused. I don't, I don't want to criticize. This wasn't like a criticism yeah. I had. It was just a point confusion. of confusion for okay. me. Yeah, that makes sense. So Gasper says, I couldn't do what you did and gives Clark the flame back. But that was an interesting little moment uh, as far as I couldn't kill your girlfriend kind of thing. Yeah. Um, boom, boom. <laughs> Once again, back in your face. <laughs> Um, then we have Monty being all sad, saying I could have saved my mom. Which, no shit, you should have known that already. Yeah, I thought that was dumb. And then, yeah, then he gets all, yeah, Gasper tries to comfort him, and he's like, get the hell away from me. Considering Which, our last interaction was just like, you're done, I'm done yeah. with you. Yeah, so then we have Clark apologizing to Nyla, telling her that she should run. You know, we've talked about the Nyla Clarkson situation already. Anything mm-hmm. else you want to say there? No, I kind of said my piece on that. Yeah. Um, so Clark checks Bellamy's hand ba- bandage, because everybody's getting bandages this episode. When did he need a hand? Because oh, he, punched he punched the stuff. Yeah, 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 I didn't realize that at first, either. Yeah. Um, so then he goes, you know, what do you do when you realize you might not be the good guy? And then she says the classic line, maybe there are no good guys. The follow-through. Yeah. So this is, this is, I mean, we've talked about this already, as far as, I can see some people having major issues here, because it is equating what Clark did with what Bellamy did in a way, but I think from Clark's perspective, that makes some sense. Yeah, Um, and I think it's fine to have characters questioning the same thing about themselves. They see themselves as the good guy, and there are no good, like, maybe there are no good guys. Like, it's just a thing of, like, he thought what he was doing was right. Yeah. We don't have to agree with that at all as a viewer. But I think, again, it is believable for his character to be reacting that way. I think it's believable for Clark's character to be responding this way. It's the same. It's just the themes that we have to accept about the show. And I think they make sense. And I really, for me, I love this. We talked earlier about how this is a followed through strongly. Yeah. I think the thing that's going to be tough about this is given, so like, it's one thing for Clark to agree, but like, I don't know if, if it will ever make sense for Octavia to forgive him. Like, I just can't see how that could ever really work and feel right. I can agree with that. Um, I don't think Octavia's gonna have a happy ending. Not saying she'll die. Yeah. But, like, I just... I don't know what happiness is for her. Yeah. And I don't don't know what's gonna happen for Bellamy either. No. So... Honestly, I don't know if any of these people are going to have happy endings. (laughs) This isn't a happy show. Happily Ever After is still struggling to survive in a lot of ways. (laughs) Um, so Raven knows that the flame can stop Allie, so yeah, we got another signifier of Raven's gonna go kick ass now, which is yeah. nice, and it, is, it was very nice to see her quipping and smiling and all that stuff again, so. Yeah, Raven's Raven. Yeah. Uh, and then I, this was also a very nice heartwarming thing of Octavia being like, then let's stop her, we'll survive together. There her, are hundred. Yeah, that was just, that was a really great part of the episode of everybody being, despite their differences, being like, okay. We have baggage. We've been through a lot of shit together. We're going to go through and we're going to do the right thing and we're going to defeat the bad guy. Yeah. This episode Um, was either new pain or reminders of pain mm -hmm. for all of these characters. Yeah. And it's nice that they are banding together in spite of everything they've done to and alongside each other. And they still have this hope that they can overcome that they can achieve new things and really get back their people. Yeah. So. So, you know, now we've gone through the whole episode. I just, I don't know. I just want to reiterate that for me, um, although I specifically have some huge issues with the way the Hannah thing and the Monty stuff was handled, 
I think the episode was very strong with the use of Raven, the use of Allie, the use of all these little character interactions. Gasper, I think, was great. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of strong stuff here. Um, I do, too. I, yeah. I don't want to say, like, I'm not 100% negative mm. about this episode. Yeah. The character interactions were great. Yeah. They were the majority of the episode. Yeah. The performances were really strong. I love this core group yeah. in Sinclair. Um <laughs> But these are characters that we've been with, we've gotten to know since season one. Yeah. And we've wa- witnessed all of these ups and downs, and, you know, I I like I like watching them. Yeah. I didn't like the episode itself, mm. but I liked watching them, I liked what they said to each other. Yeah. All right. So if you want to contact us, let us know your thoughts in the episode. Uh, you can email us at the100pod at gmail.com. You can also send us a voice message there. Around two minutes would be great. You can tweet us, you know, follow us on Twitter to see when we're releasing the episodes. You know, if we're sick or something and we have to release it late, I usually let people know on there. It's Talk a great to thing Dan to do. while he's live tweeting. Yeah, all that stuff. The 100 Podcast. So email is pod. This is podcast. The 100 Podcast on Twitter. Um, you can also check out our Tumblr, the100-podcast.tumblr.com. Um, also, please leave us a nice iTunes rating or review. You guys were fantastic this week. We got four new five-star reviews. We're very, very thankful. So thank you to Looking for the Truth, Future Looks Like, Handle 272, and Diesel and Dust. Yes. So thank, thank you, you so, much. so much, everybody. The more reviews and ratings we have, the more but, listeners we can get. Yeah. And you guys are radical. And we're very, like, we. the, the response this week has been really awesome. So here's the downside. As I'm sure you guys can tell, this episode is pretty long, and this was us just talking about the episode itself. Yeah. So we're going to have a separate episode for the feedback that we got this last week. Because we got the most feedback, I think, ever this week. Tons of emails. We're super thankful. That's awesome. Uh, But we do have to sort of figure out what our how we're gonna if we if that is a consistent thing how we're gonna handle that going forward Mm -hmm. because um just we don't want these to run forever we don't have the time to every week do a second podcast with the feedback so it might have to become a thing of us picking and choosing and just thanking people for sending stuff Mm -hmm. um we'll see where that goes but we'll keep you updated and thank you again so much for the feedback and honestly um, shorter emails are more likely to be read. Uh, we love the yeah. long emails, but there's, uh, you know, there's a point where you can't uh, get everybody's in there. Uh, so thank you guys so much. We're gonna record this feedback episode in probably, probably like right around after, right after we finish this, but we're probably gonna release it a few days later. So probably look out for it maybe Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, and hope you guys enjoy. And on that note, may we meet again. May we meet again.